What's up, everybody? This is Devin Wins. Welcome back to the Grunt Wins Podcast. Ten things you can control. We all love control, right? And when things go out of our control, some of us curl up in a ball and cry. Some of us get hangry and lash out. Right? Or some of us just pout around like a child. So... Let's talk about control and things we can control throughout our day, throughout our months, years, throughout our life. That's going to set us up for a better life and more success. Trust me. The first thing is your attitude. Attitude is free, guys. This is free. You don't have to pay for this. You, You don't have to. Well, you can learn this, but it's free. And what's your attitude? If you smile, if you say hi, if you laugh, if you're grateful, these are attitudes, good ones. And the ones that hurt you is if you walk around with a mean mug or a mean grill, always looking mean. If you're disrespectful, if you're ungrateful, if you're envious, these are attitudes that kills you. So... On a daily basis when you're setting out to go meet with clients or prospects or employees or co-workers, adjust your attitude. You know, set an agenda for the day. My attitude, I'm going to be happy, respectful. You know, set an attitude. Trust me, it's a big difference. As you go out, have an agenda for your attitude. The second thing is your thoughts. You control these. I'm pretty much all my episodes. I talk about thoughts. Thoughts are like magic spells. Especially if we keep doing them over and over and over and over again. They eventually come true. You're envisioning. Your subconscious doesn't know the difference between your thoughts or reality. So you have to control this. Make sure if you're going to think, your thinking is positive. Okay? And there's a saying, you are creators. You create your own um, universe. And you do that through your thinking. Have you ever, like, for example, I'm, I'm doing this podcast right now. And I've been thinking about these things, what I'm going to say today. And then I know I'm eventually saying it. Or before you go and get something to eat, you come in and thought, man, I really love a juicy burger or a grilled salmon sandwich or chipotles. You keep thinking about it all day, then you eventually go get it. Your thoughts set you up for that. Okay? Or if you're a doctor today or whatever you are, you've been thinking about these things for a while and now you got it. Your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. You can control that. Third thing you have in your control is the people you surround yourself with. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people. If you're a positive, go-getter, optimistic person, the glass is always half full type of guy, type of girl, you cannot surround yourself with people like, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, People will shoot you down. People will tear you down, berate you, disrespect you. Uh, people who don't have any ambition. 
You can't have these people around you if you want to be up there. Um, in Jamaica, they used to say, "Tell me, show me your friends and I tell, tell you who you are. The people that you surround yourself with have a huge impact on yourself. If you surround yourself with go get a strong people who push themselves together, push themselves forward in family values and friend values, uh, people with morals and values, you become that person because you don't want to be the one to stick out. Like you can't, you're not going to surround yourself with, with these high, highly forceful, ambitious people and then you just stick out like a sore thumb being lazy. You're going to feel ashamed and you're going to feel left out, not fitting in. So you're going to eventually change over time. Okay. And you don't necessarily have to be like in their, like in their, uh, company all the time, just having them around and then remembering the things they do. So you have to control the people you surround yourself with. The fourth thing you have in your control, and this is very important, is your physical well-being, your physical well-being. Um, I hear them talk a lot that if you're short and fat or if you, you know, if you're a sloppy dresser and so on, you're consistently passed over for promotion or people would less likely want to do business with you because of your physical appearance. When I was reading the book Shoe Dog, the story about Phil Knight that started Nike, he talked about um, one of the, the guy we, he became friends with was an accountant he was working under um, when he was trying to make money to invest in his company. And, but he was he was a very smart guy, smart, quick, you know, very competent, but because he's he, he's always eating and he's sloppy and he's fat, they continuously pass him over in the accounting firm for other people. But when he when he when he started Nike and Nike took off, he eventually had this guy because this guy is smart, right? But because of his appearance of being sloppy, you know, hiring your clothes, wear fitting clothes that fits you, you know. Uh, have some pride in the way you fix your hair and you know lotion your skin wear cologne you know stuff like that your physical appearance especially if you're in business or you're in dealing with people you have to look good so you don't get passed over how you treat others 15 how you treat others is in your control it's it's easier to treat people good than to treat people bad. When you're treating people bad and being disrespectful, you feel it. You feel it in your body. It's like your heart is pounding. You yourself feel nasty. You notice if you're treating somebody nasty, you yourself are feeling nasty. And if you're treating somebody good, you yourself are feeling good. So how you treat others is in your control. And it's better when you treat people good. You know, don't be out there being disrespectful. You know, blaming people. Or if you're in a place of high power, you're taking advantage of that, pushing people around. Treat others good. Remember, the people you see going up to the top, those are the people you see when you're going back down. So remember, you treat people good, you will in turn feel good, and then you will in turn be good and people will deal with you good. So how you treat others is in your control. Use it. Your gratitude towards others. That's also in your control. Your gratitude towards us, your gratitude towards what you have. <laughs> like, like, it's so easy to show gratitude. Last night I was in my refrigerator. I was getting 
um, something to eat. And then I look in my refrigerator, it's packed with all kinds of stuff, good stuff too. Um, and I look in there, I'm like, wow. And I just say, thank you, God, for my abundance. Because a lot of people think abundance means you have to be super wealthy and have money and cars and different houses. Yes, that's abundance, but that's not the only abundance. If you look in your refrigerator and it's packed with food and juices and, you know, your pantry is packed. And, you know, you, you have money in your bank account. You have loved ones around you. Be great. Thank you, God, for my husband. Thank you, God, for my wife. Thank you, God, for my child and that they're healthy and happy and laughing. You know, thank you for my abundance of food and family and food. Gratefulness towards what you have and towards people. Somebody do something for you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I wouldn't be able to do it without you. Because when you're thankful and you're grateful, you get more to be thankful for. The, se the, sex the, the seventh thing. Whether you ask for help or not, that's also in your control. You ask, you have to ask for help. Remember what, what I said in one of my prior podcasts. It's not how you can do. It's not how you do it, but who can do it for you. Because we tend to be solopreneur when we're in business. Or even if you're not in business and you work for other people, you can ask a co-worker for help who understand the thing more than you or who have more experience more than you. Ask for help and things will be so much better. Because when you listen to the book, Steve, uh, the, the biography of Steve Jobs, this man is held up as the most powerful or one of the most powerful businessmen in the world. And he created all these things. But if you listen to the book, Steve Jobs didn't create nothing. He didn't create nothing. Okay. He just had the right people around him who come up with ideas. And he said yes. Or he said no. Or he said adjust here or adjust there. These ideas are not his. Even the iPad, where the first one that came out, oh, like a thousand songs and so on. That's not his idea either. One of his employees went to somewhere in Asia where Toshiba is. And they saw that the guys in Toshiba have a chip that can hold a thousand songs on it. And they buy the rights from him and take the chip. And then they came over and they give it to another young guy who was coming up to design a iPad. A Sony Walkman killer, they call it. And then the young guy came up with the idea. Steve Jobs like it. They smash it together and then they have the iPad. He didn't come up with nothing. The color for the for the MacBook. All these things are, are underlings under him. Right? But that's the thing. Asking for help. Did he just go go out and say, hey man, I need your help? No. He looked and said, this guy or this woman is talented. They can help me go where I'm going. And that's what he did. And now look, look at Steve Jobs. He's, if not the most inspiring person that everybody want to be like, but he didn't create nothing. You can get a lot done if you don't care who get the credit. Okay? So, whether you ask for help or not, that's also in your control. The hate thing, how you spend or invest your money, is in your control. And this is very important. Because we think if we make a lot of money, we in turn going to have a lot of money. Nope. Guys, read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. If you don't want to read it, you can listen to it. It's free on YouTube. Go to YouTube, Google The Richest Man in Babylon. And listen to that book. 
Make your money work for you. Spend your money. When you earn your money, you spend some, you give some, you save some. And the ones you save, let them work for you. Let their offspring work for you. Okay? How you spend your money or invest your money is totally up to you. But do it, even a little bit. My, when I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts back in like 1998, 99, my father used to say to me, Devin, even if you save $20 a week, save something. Because we all think we're supposed to save these big sums of money every week or every month to reach a threshold. No, it's just consistency. A small amount or a large amount, however much you can afford over a long time, works. And you save till you reach like five, 6000 You put it on some stock that pay dividends. You do dividend reinvestment and so on. Your money grow. So listen to the uh, the book or you can buy the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. And get all your investment ideas and stuff like that there. And the final one, guys, is whether or not you try again after a setback. This is super important. When you when you fail, it's not failure, guys. It, it's a lesson. It's telling you you're not ready. You're weak here. You're weak there. Don't take a setback and don't get back. A setback is only making you stronger. So when you get a setback, get up again and start over. No, you're not starting over from scratch. You're starting over with knowledge. Prior knowledge of what not to do. Now you know that fire will burn, so you're not going to touch fire again. Or if you have to touch the fire, you know, okay, you're not going to do it barehanded. You have to do it with a special kind of glove that is fire resistant and so on and so forth. That's what failure does. It preps you and prepare you for the next step. It doesn't mean you're supposed to quit. A setback is only for you to get back, but get back stronger. So whether you try again after a setback, it's all in your control and let me leave you with a bonus one your daily habits it's very important to have daily habits when you wake up or right before you go to sleep you write out what you want to do in the next day and follow it to the t and you see how productive you are set daily habits you wake up you meditate <clears throat> you knock out a few minutes 15 minutes 10 minutes of fast-paced exercise me i'm a fasting guy so in the morning i don't have breakfast so i'll work out and i'll drink water throughout the day till about 12 o'clock one o'clock then i'll eat my first meal but i'll meditate i'll do a quick 15 minutes sometimes 20 minutes workout um, I'll write my goals out, then I'll read them, I'll read a book, then I'll work on the next steps to get to my goal. So have daily habits, guys. This is Devin Wins. Thank you for listening to the Grow Wins Podcast.